All right, what's up everybody? Thank you for joining me on today's session. I, I'm super excited. We're gonna be unpacking your 2019 internet marketing plan uh, and really what you need to do going into the new year to really maximize your lead flow via the internet. Like what things you can do to generate more leads, generate more exposure, and really just make sure that you're showing up where your where your prospects and where your customers are looking. So here's what we're gonna cover. Again, this session is really more of a, a planning session, so I do wanna roll up our sleeves. Uh, ideally, it'll be less of me just talking and more of you thinking and working and planning and putting things in place to, to really hit the ground running in, in 2019. So the first thing I wanna do is make sure that we have clear goals for 2019, which you guys are on this webinar, you're all overachievers, I'm sure you've got goals, but really what I wanna do is get clear on what are your internet marketing goals? So like from an internet marketing perspective, how many leads will you need to generate from all of the different channels we're gonna be talking about from SEO and pay-per-click and social media and email marketing, how many leads you actually need to generate um, on a monthly basis in order to hit those goals so that you can have an internet marketing plan that's goal centric as opposed to just, hey, let's spend a bunch of money uh, on online advertising. We're gonna talk about the three fundamentals of marketing success and really make sure that we've got a good baseline to build from, right? Without good fundamentals, nothing else works correctly. So we're gonna talk about those fundamentals, just kind of tweak them, make sure the messaging is nice and tight. Uh, we're gonna dive into how to optimize your website for conversion and really for maximum conversion in 2019 and beyond. The internet marketing equation is constantly changing. You should always be revisiting your website and just make sure that it's it's really built to convert because that's where everybody's going to end up before they before they decide whether they're going to do business with you or not. We're going to look at the big picture of your online marketing uh, and the channels you really should be tapping into right now to maximize your lead flow. And that picture is constantly changing with new things like local service ads and um, you know, things like that rolling out. So we're going to kind of repaint the big picture, make sure that you're aware of all of the different channels and which ones you should be tapping into and in which order. And I'm going to spend some time talking about the latest trends in 2019. So I do this planning session every year. Um, it's, it's always a little bit different because, the, again, the, the equation is always changing. There's a couple things I want you to really pay close attention to, and so we're going to unpack those in depth. Um, and then we're going to walk away with a clear action plan. Again, this isn't one of those sessions where I just want you to sit there and kind of nod your head. I want you to you know, be able to take out a pen and pad, work off the worksheet that I sent you guys in advance for today's session, and, and have clean notes and a clear action plan. I think one of the, the worst things we can do is sit on webinars, fill our heads with information, and never take any action. Right. So let's all commit, and I want to hear from you guys. We will commit to take action in today's session. So just put, yes, I'm not just going to listen, I'm actually going to do, and I'm going to make sure we get value out of today's session. We'd love to hear that in the, in the comments box. Just say yes if you're in for that. All right, and I do, need your, I do need your undivided attention, right? Turn off your cell phone, turn off Facebook. You know, in today's, in today's economy, everybody's got multiple screens, right? We've got our cell phones. I've got three monitors up on my desk, uh, and the tendency is to have the webinar here, kind of social media scrolling here, uh, another panel over here with something else. Let's just, let's just focus on this for right now. Like close the other tabs, turn the phone upside down. You know, if you're the owner of a plumbing area HVAC business or uh, home services in general, and you're serious about getting better results in 2019, I truly believe this next 60 minutes could change the trajectory of your business 
and your life. So let's just give this our undivided attention. And I'm going to be covering a lot, right? But I want you to stick with me. I want you to get the most value. So I'm going to give you an ethical bribe if you'll stay all the way with me to the end. Um, and so here's what here's what I want to do. If you'll stay to the end, I'm going to give you the, the image of our online dominance blueprint, which really outlines those key things that you should be paying attention to. Um, the online marketing checklist, which is just a list of the things you should really audit yourself on to make sure you get all of the right key elements in place. And then our updated list of the most commonly searched plumbing and HVAC related keywords. Um, you know, we, we update this on a consistent basis. Um, the keywords are the keywords, but they tend to shift and they tend to morph over time. Uh, so if you stick with me to the end, I'm going to give you all of these resources and that's my ethical bribe to, to keep you on board throughout the, the entirety of today's session. I'm just going here to the comments. We've got a lot of great people. Um, just thank you guys for I love it. Look at this. So Mark says, let's do it. Wendy says, yes. Marcy says, yes. Renee says, yeah, buddy. So lots of people commenting they're in. They're going to focus. They're going to get the most out of it. Sarah said, got a heck yes for me. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Re really appreciate it. So just real quick, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because if you're on the webinar, you probably kind of know who I am. Otherwise, you wouldn't be spending time. But um, I'm the author of this book, How to Triple Your Sales by Getting Your Internet Marketing Right. Uh, I'm an active member of PHCC, QSC, Service Roundtable, uh, Nextar. A lot of my articles on internet marketing are published in Plumbing and Mechanical, Contractor Magazine. Uh, but I say really more important than any of that is at this point, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of plumbing and HVAC contractors um, in competitive markets all over the United States and been able to work really closely with companies and take them from virtual obscurity online to the point where they're now the dominant plumbing or HVAC contractor in their area. Lots of them getting hundreds of calls every single month via the internet. Um, lots of them, I can say, have gone from when we started less than a million to two and three million dollars. So we're talking about over a million dollars in top line increase. Um, at this point, we've worked on over 350 plumbing and HVAC websites. We've got access to analytics on hundreds of plumbing and HVAC websites. So I have a pretty good pulse on what's working in internet marketing for plumbing and HVAC, what the latest trends are. And so what I'm going to be sharing with you today is based on real-world experience working with plumbing and HVAC contractors just like you, based on what works. So not just on, I sat in a seminar, I heard an idea, or I have a hypothesis, but really based on what's working in the trenches right now. So you're, you're in good company, you're in the right place, you're learning from, you know, from the, right, the right person. Um, and this is what we do, right? So at Plumbing and HVAC SEO, we are an internet marketing agency for plumbing and HVAC contractors, right? If that's not lost on you, we've got a team of 30 full-time employees at our office in South Florida. Uh, our company made the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing digital marketing agencies the last three years in a row. And, you know, not for all of you, but for some of you, you want to have the ideas, you want to get the insights, and that's awesome. But also some of you just want, you want to find the right company that can implement these strategies for you. And if that's you, we'd love to serve you, or at least talk about the possibility of working with you. So, you know, if that's you, you know, I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end where we can schedule a time to chat about your business, your goals, and how we can help. But um, again, just know that that's, that's, um, that's an option but it's not the sole purpose of this session, right? Even if you have no intention of working with us, you just want to understand you want the insights, that's what this session's about, really giving you a clear plan for 2019. So I do want to kind of check in. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. What's the par hardest part of marketing your plumbing business online, right? You know, a lot of you guys have tried Reach Local. You've tried Yelp. You've tried 
Angie's List, you've hired the local kid down the street, and there's challenges, right? I would just love to hear from a couple of you guys, what are, what are some of the biggest issues and challenges you're facing in, in marketing your plumbing business? All right, so Whitney says differentiating yourself from the competition. Awesome. We're going to definitely talk about that. Uh, Renee says figuring out what's working and what's not. Okay, so like, you know, is it SEO or is it pay-per-click or is it a combination of the both or is it just local service ads, right? Um, Whitney says especially so uh, with so much information and some of the same distributors, right? How do you how do you separate yourself? Awesome. And then um, Yvette Maycomber says, Ad types. So you're talking about is it should we do a Facebook ads? Should we doing pay-per-click advertising? Should we be doing call-only ads? I guess that's what you're talking about there. Um, Grace says the hardest part is it's a moving target. The rules and the options are constantly changing. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's and it's it's hard. Imagine for us as as an agency owner, Google's changing the algorithm, Facebook's changing things, Google AdWords is changing their name and changing their products and changing their their stuff. So absolutely. Um, Let's see, great feedback, guys. This is awesome. Jeannie says, keeping up with new content. Belinda says, rebuilding the website and the keywords that don't, don't matter anymore. Um, Patty, Patty Wright, so many options and how do you measure? Perfect. Th- this is awesome. Thank you guys for this interaction. Again, it helps me know that I'm on the right page. Um, you know, I've heard these challenges. I'm, I've weaved a lot of this into today's session. So thank you very much for, for that. So I, I, I like to base most of my training on case studies, right? It's one thing to hear. It's another thing to um, you know, to hear what's actually working in the real world. So I just want to share the story of, of Greg Joyce from Schuler Services. So Schuler Services is a is a plumbing and electrical and bathroom remodeling contractor based in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, you know, they've been in business since, since the early 1920s. But uh, Greg's dad was running it in the, in the 1980s and the 1990s, and they, and they grew it. To about you know, about a million dollar a year plus business, it was a pretty solid business for its area, and they had grown the business primarily through advertising the yellow pages. So they had a, a double truck ad and, and multiple yellow pages and yellow books in their market, and it was enough to keep their trucks running, to keep their business you know kind of moving in the right direction. But somewhere around the like I guess the mid 1990s, 1995, 1996. They started to see a decline, right? The amount of people that were calling them out of their yellow page ads started to tail off, and business started to slow down. And so it, it became a big concern for uh, for Jim and, and more importantly his dad, uh, uh, Jim at the time. And and really what their question was was where did the customers go, right? If they weren't looking in the yellow pages, which was the the only place someone looked back in the day, where were they going? And what they realized, as you know, and and everybody knows at this point, was that People shifted from the yellow pages to the internet when they needed um, internet when they needed plumbing and HVAC related services. As a matter of fact, statistics will tell us about 97% of all consumers use the internet in some fashion when they're looking for plumbing, HVAC, electrical, and other home service related services. So they're going to Google, they're going to Yahoo, they're going to Angie's List, they're going to Yelp.com. They're looking at next door. They're they're using the internet in some way or fashion, and the question that they had to ask themselves, probably the question that you need to ask yourselves too, is how do we own the internet in our area? How do we make sure we're just as dominant and just as saturated as we used to be when we were the double truck in the yellow pages? And so, with that in mind, they they had to try a couple different things and 
kind of stubbed their toe along the way. But the, the first thing they did was they hired the Yellow Pages. So the Yellow Page rep that sold them the double truck ads over the years came in and said, hey, you know, you're right. The customers have gone online and so are we, right? So we can make a website for you and we can make sure you're showing up online. And so they signed up and they said, let's, let's give it a shot. And so the Yellow Page people did set up a website for them. They get, did get them on yp.com, um, but there was really nothing to show for. There's very little calls, very little lead flow, um, and, and it was like, okay, that's not going to work. And the problem with what happened with the Yellow Pages for them was a couple things. I'd say first, they had a very generic website. So it was just you know a templatized website the Yellow Pages threw up, um, and probably more important than that was it, it didn't really show up where the customers were looking. It was on yp.com. But it wasn't showing up on Google. It wasn't showing up on Angels. It wasn't showing up in the myriad places that the customers were really looking when they needed their services. So back to the drawing board. Um, and the second, the second thing they tried was a pay-per-click management play. So at the time, one of the big, uh, one of the big paid search management companies, uh, I think it might have been Reach Local or Yodel, came in and said, "Hey, what you need to do is let us take over your internet stuff. Right? We're gonna, we're gonna get you ranked." On, on the paid listings, we've got this call tracking stuff, your phone's gonna ring off the hook, it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome, right? And so they said, okay, let's do it. And they, they signed up and they paid their credit card payment and this strategy worked a little bit, right? Um, they started to get some calls, but it felt like no matter what happened, and you kind of tell me in comments if you can relate to this, it felt like no matter what they did, um, the amount of leads they generated just barely covered the expense, right? So if they spent, Two grand in paid search, you know, they, they just about break even on it. They increased it to like five grand, they just about break even on that, which is okay, right? You can actually do all right breaking even if you look at the lifetime customer value um, of, a, of, a, of a customer and they use you again and they refer you to others. But it certainly wasn't replacing the booming business that they had from what they were getting from the yellow pages. And the issue with this strategy was twofold again. The first was they were still on the website that yellow pages had built for them. So they had a website, but it was a it was just a generic website. It didn't really didn't show why somebody should choose them versus the competition. And more importantly, it was only showing up in the pay-per-click listings. So in the paid ads, it wasn't showing up in the organic listings. It wasn't showing up in a lot of the, the secondary directories that people are using these days or those days when they needed a plumbing or HVAC contractor. Um, and so it was again, once again, back to the drawing board for um, for Schuler Services. And really what they needed to do in order to get their internet marketing right was they needed to make sure that they were ranking for the plumbing related keywords in their service area. Make sure that they were showing up in the non-paid listings as well as the paid listings as well as some of the the other directories. And they needed a website that was built to convert. Like so when somebody got there they'd be like wow this is a cool company they seem professional they seem legit and this is the kind of company that I want to do business with. And so we were able to you know, in working with them and kind of sharing some of the strategies I'm going to be teaching to you throughout the course of this session, we were able to get their internet marketing. We rolled out a, a version of the site that really separated them from the competition. So it, it had pictures of their staff, pictures of their truck, true professional branding, messaging that made somebody want to choose them versus the competition. And they went from only showing up occasionally in the paid listings to really showing up in all of the places where people looked. We find that most people tend to click in the map listings, they click in the organic listings. So you want to make sure that you're showing up in all of those places. 
So as a function of that, and over time, we rolled out what we call our online dominance blueprint, which I'm going to be unpacking for you guys throughout the course of today's session. But it was having a website that's built to convert, making sure that it's ranking in the organic non-paid listings, and then leveraging pay-per-click advertising, retargeting, making sure they're in some of the paid directories like Yelp and Angie's List and House, and then tapping into things like email marketing and social media to drive more repeat and referral business. And then sparingly using some paper lead services like Home Advisor and eLocal Plumber and some of those types of services, very, very sparingly. And so we kind of we rolled this out, and I just want to show you kind of what the impact was, because the impact is really what we're after. So when we started with them, well, now we're dating back to like 2013, they had about 395 visitors to the website, which generated you know, 27 calls. Fast forward to, to like mid-2015, a couple years later, they had 1,900 visitors and 228 calls. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty significant increase in, in lead flow and opportunity for their business. Now, if we fast forward to the end of 2018, which we just wrapped up, um, you can see they actually generate, on average, about 449 leads via the internet on a $8,210 spend, average cost per lead of about $18.00. And 29 cents. So, you know, by getting the internet marketing right and kind of piecing together what I'm going to be sharing with you throughout the course of this session, they will really increase their lead flow and, and really maximize their positioning online. And what this meant for them, they were able to grow from 1.7 million in 2012 to 3 million by 2015. They're actually on pace to do 4 million this year. They expanded from 16 guys to 23 guys. And more important than anything else, Greg Joyce, who owns the company, has confidence that he's able to consistently and sustainably generate enough leads to keep his phone ringing, his trucks running, and his business growing on a consistent basis. So I'd love to hear from you guys, what would that mean for your business? What would it mean for your business? If you knew that you had a consistent flow of leads coming in, you had a strategy that you could ratchet up or ratchet down, and I do want to hear from a couple of you, so you overachievers that, that were chatting with me at the beginning, Put in the comments box, you know, what would it mean for you if you could have that consistency and know that you were the dominant player in your area? So Brian says, I agree, people are moving to the internet, uh, but we're finding illegitimate companies advertising with us there. Yeah. Uh, Renee says, growth. So it means if you get that, you can grow and you can expand. Um, Whitney says, we're optimizing local search. So that's working well for us. Great. Greg says we can hire more techs, right? If we can hire more techs, we can make more money and we can have better profit. Belinda says more revenue. Patty Wright says positive cash flow. Amen to that, right? Um, uh, Whitney says employment's a big issue. Yeah, it's a big issue, right? Once you solve for generating leads and growing your business, the next solve is how do we get enough technicians and enough, enough trucks? But really, I think ultimately it means you make more money, you have more freedom, and you have more impact in your local community. You serve more customers, you're able to grow your team and kind of pour into them. And so that's what we're after, right? We want to, we want to put a strategy in place to help you get that kind of growth and that kind of momentum in your, in your business. So, so let's, let's dive in. I did put together a worksheet for this which you guys should have all received via email once you registered. Um, I want to give you guys just a couple seconds here to download this because, you know, the worksheet really goes along with what we're covering. I think it'll help you maximize the impact, right? 
there's three modalities of learning, right? There's visual, seeing it. There's audio, hearing it. And there's kinesthetic. That's where you're like interacting with it. So I want to make sure we're also tapping into the kinesthetic side of the equation because at least 40% of you will get more if you're writing and you're thinking as opposed to just listening. So you can download that by going to plumberseo.net slash workbook. And um, you can download that. Don't close all of this stuff out in order to do it. Just have it open in the side. Or if you have, have a printer and somebody on your team can go print that for you, that'd be, that'd be great too. All right. So as it relates to building our 2019 internet marketing plan, the place to start is goals, right? Success is goals. All else is commentary. This is a quote from Brian Tracy, uh, something I found to be extremely true in my life and my business and in the people that we serve is the people that are clear on where they're looking to go and how they're going to get there tend to actually get there. And the people that are just kind of like, okay, let's, let's just go out there and see what happens um, tend to kind of just be seeing what's happening for forever. Great illustration for this is without goals, you're almost like a sailboat that's out at sea and there's no wind and you're just kind of drifting along and wherever the current takes you is where you're going to end up. And if you don't have a clear direction and you don't have any wind, you're not going to get anywhere, right? You're just going to be kind of out to sea adrift. And when you do have goals and you've got clarity, here's where I'm going to go, right? Here are my targets by month, by quarter, by year. And you've got a little bit of a plan on how you're actually going to get, to get there. You're able to create your own wind. You're able to create your own momentum, which moves you forward in the direction of that goal. And so that's why I think it's really important to spend a couple minutes. We're doing our 2019 internet marketing planning session just to spend a couple minutes getting clear on our goals. You know, there was a great Harvard study that was conducted back in, in the 1970s. Uh, I guess it was actually in the 1980s. But what they did was um, they, they interviewed the graduates from the 1979 class and asked them, you know, do you have goals? And of those that have goals, do you have a written plan to accomplish those goals? And here were the findings. 84% had no goals. So it's like they were going to graduate from Harvard University. And it was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to get a job somewhere. I'm going to make some money. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to get married. But it was just kind of rattling along in their head. They didn't have any clarity on, on what they were trying to accomplish. 13% of those had goals, but they weren't written down. So for them, they're like, I'm going to work at... John Hopkins University or John Hopkins Medical Center and you know I'm going to make a certain amount of money right they had it but they didn't have it written down 3% had real clear goals they had them written down and a plan for accomplishing them so it was like okay this is what I'm going to do this is what I'm going to have and this is how I'm going to do it whether the plan was actual or not they had it written down and so the result and the whole reason I'm trying to sell you on setting goals and writing a plan and invest this time is that the 13% of the class that had goals were earning two times as much as the 84% that had no goals at all, right? That's already a massive competitive advantage, two times. The 3% who had clear goals and a written plan for accomplishing them were earning as much as 10 times more than the other 97% of the Harvard graduates from back in 1979. So if that doesn't give you the motivation and the inspiration to invest a little bit of time to say, okay, here's where I'm gonna go, here's how I'm gonna get there, 
then nothing will, right? So I like to share this at the beginning of the 2019 internet marketing planning session, just because you know everyone knows they should write goals, but oftentimes you lose the inspiration for it. So hopefully this anchors in your mind why it's so important to, to set these goals. And I also wanna give you a goal setting framework that's worked really well for us over the years. Um, first of all is obviously you have to write the goals down and you have to build a plan. Beyond that though, you, you need to set a minimum of an annual goal, a quarterly goal, and monthly goals. So 2019, I just wanna project out where we're gonna be by December 31st, 2019. In order to get there, where we have to be at the end of Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4, and then break that down monthly. And then the other critical piece, and this is probably the most important part, is you have to have a stopping point at the beginning of each new period to reflect, right? What would often happen with me would be I would set goals whoo, out into the ether and then forget about it. And then whether I hit it or not, I wouldn't really remember because there was no time where I knew in my mind, okay, at the end of this month, I'm just gonna pause for like 15 minutes. I'm gonna look at what I wrote down and I'm gonna see, did I hit it or did I not? And if I did, I'm gonna celebrate it. If I didn't, I'm gonna reevaluate. What can I do differently to make things more effective going to the next period. So I just want to encourage you guys, as you set these goals, as you set this plan, make sure that you carve out a little bit of time to reflect. And what I'm going to be doing in the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Mastermind Facebook group, which you guys should all be in, and or in the Plumbing and HVAC Engage group, if you happen to be a client of ours, um, I'm going to be kind of recircling back to this. So I'll just do a quick Facebook check-in. Hey, how did the month end up for you? Are you on track or off track? And hopefully that just triggers you back to this moment where you said you were gonna set goals, you were gonna have a stopping point, and you were gonna kind of either celebrate or reevaluate. So just make sure that you've got this kind of framework in place. It will really do wonders for your business. So I, I do wanna give you some time. In the, in the workbook, there, there's a couple questions. And those questions are, What's your, what's your revenue target? Like for 2019, how much revenue are you looking to do? How much does that break down to monthly? And then how many calls are you gonna have to generate, like service calls to hit that, based on your average transaction value? So, I mean, the math is pretty simple. It's, it's in your worksheet, but ultimately if your target was 1.5 million, which for some of you it might be a lot more, for some of you it might be a little bit less, um, that would break down, if you divide that by 12, to $125,000 for the month. And if your average transaction value is 405, so I know some people it's as low as 275, for other people it's as much as 750 or 800. It really depends if you're plumbing or if you're HVAC and how good you are at really maximizing the ticket value of each. But just kind of figure out what your average transaction value is and divide that by your monthly target. That tells you how many calls or service calls you're gonna to need to generate in order to hit your goal. So I'm just gonna pause, like I wanna hear from a couple of you guys, what's your, what's your number? Like how much revenue are you trying to do by the end of the year? And then how many service calls you're gonna to have to hit in order to, to get there? Kirsten, thanks for posting that link. I told you guys at the beginning, I'm gonna be checking in, I'm gonna ask questions, I want you guys to interact. This is for you, it's not for me, right? You know, no point sitting on a planning session if you're not gonna do some planning. 
All right, so Sarah is doing 550 a year. She's going for a million, so she wants to about double the revenue. Um, so how much does that break down to monthly, right? If you're gonna do a million, how much revenue do you need to do monthly? And then how many jobs or how many service calls are you guys gonna need to do? Yvonne's asking me to go back, so I'm gonna do that if I can get back there. There you go. Sarah, okay, so $90,000 a month, and then divide that by your average transaction value. How many service calls are you guys gonna have to do in order to get that 90K in revenue? Take out my calculator. I want to hear from a couple of you guys in the comments if you could just kind of let me know um, how much how, how much revenue you do for the year how much is that monthly and then how many jobs you have to do in order to get that so for sure it's probably something like 220 jobs per month if you're doing about an average of four hundred dollars in um, in revenue okay so I mean that that's that's you know, simple math. I imagine a lot of you guys already have that dialed in. You've kind of figured that out. But really why I'm asking this as it relates to your internet marketing strategy is because if you're clear on what your annual revenue is, what that breaks down to monthly, and how many jobs you need to generate in order to, to get there, um, then we can reverse engineer how many leads you need to generate from the internet in order to, to hit your goals, right? So, in order to figure that out, all you gotta do is figure out what your average conversion rate is from an inbound lead. So could be 30%, could be 60%, could be 90%. I'd be surprised if it was 90%. Um, and then divide your calls, how many calls you need to generate by your conversion rate. And that will tell you how many leads that you need. So Brenda says, for HVAC, this per month job is install combined. Yeah, you're looking for like a, uh, an average, right? So if you do service, installation, plumbing, HVAC, you know, just what your average number is. That way you can get a sense of how many how many leads you need to generate in order to hit your goal. All right, so I don't want to beat a dead horse. This is all in the workbook. Um, if you didn't have a chance to run these numbers just yet, um, or you want to like sit down in front of your CRM and plug the math, um, just know that it's possible to figure out how many leads you need to generate in order to to hit your goals, right? And if you're clear on how many leads you need to generate, then you can plug into all the right channels. Okay, if we need to generate 600 leads, how are we gonna get them, right? It's gonna be a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but if you don't know, then you're just kinda throwing mud in the, against the wall and hoping something sticks. Does that, does that make sense to everybody? So I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you guys, like, what's the goal? Maybe it was a little hard to figure out how many leads just on the fly like this, but at least tell me what the goal for 2019 is. Put it in the in the um, in the comments. How much revenue will you generate in 2019 if everything goes according to plan? One point one says Tim, awesome. 
All right, so now that we're clear on our goal, right? How much revenue we're gonna generate, how many leads we actually need to generate on a monthly basis to hit those goals. The first thing I want you to do is update your marketing messaging, right? It's always good at the beginning of the year just to kind of go back to the fundamentals. And so what are the fundamentals of marketing? Like the basic three fundamentals as taught to me by Dan Kennedy, the king of uh, direct response marketing, are message, market, and media, right? And so really the place you start is your market. Who is it that you serve? Um, and really getting clear on who that market is. It's gonna be a little bit different for all of you, but it's also gonna have some similarity and some overlap. Because when you're laser focused clear on who your market is, then you can develop a message that makes you resonate with that market. So what is it about you and your company that would make that market want to choose you? What makes you uniquely suited? The stronger your message matches the, the market that you serve, the higher your conversion rate, the better return on investment you get from all the marketing that you do. So that's why I want to spend some time kind of like focusing on that. And then when you're clear on the market and the message, you can figure out the media, right? The media being all of the different places you can go to get that message in front of your ideal customer, whether it's pay-per-click or Angie's List or Google Maps or whatever variety of media that you want to tap into. So I just want to spend a couple minutes talking about your ideal customer, right? And there's this process that most marketing minds know, and it's called developing your ideal customer avatar, right? Really getting into their shoes, thinking about what their fears and pains are, what their goals and desires are, what their dreams and aspirations are, and, and really fleshing that out. And so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll encourage you guys to go back and think about this in your custom situation. Um, from our research at this point, working with several hundred plumbing and HVAC contractors across the country, um, some of the demographics that we've found to be true from an average perspective, and we know it's different in LA than it is in Birmingham, Alabama, right? There's, there's variations, but um, usually it's the homeowner, 35 plus years old. Uh, usually it's the female that makes these buying decisions. Um, on average, it's a, you know, a married family with two to three kids. The head of the household, whether that's the man or the woman, makes the decision. Um, $65,000 annual household income, and that one really fluctuates depending upon the area. And from a fears and frustrations perspective, you know, they're, they're annoyed that they can't get their plumbing or HVAC stuff to work. Um, but more, I guess, drilling down further, their real frustration is they can't get a company on the phone to answer their phone or, or to return their call. Like, I know for you guys this might seem wild, but if you're looking for a plumbing HVAC company and you're like Googling and you go to Yelp and you go to Yahoo and you go to Bing and you call a couple companies, a lot of times they don't answer. And so that's really, that's really annoying. They've got a problem that they need resolved and you know, they've got this tension that they're trying to deal with. They're really too busy to deal with it. We know that your ideal customer um, has, a, has a family, usually they've got a job, and so trying to break away time, either after hours or after lunch break or while on a, like a home, day at home to try and solve whatever they're, they're dealing with is really, really annoying. And there, there's a little bit of concern that whatever it is that they're dealing with in their house could be unhealthy, like it could be a problem. And you know, the, the clearer you are on these things, the better you can tweak your messaging on your site to speak to that exact customer, the better you can tweak the messaging in your, in your social media. So with that, like what are, what are some of their, what are their fears and aspirations? What are their goals? So first of all, 
they're they're worried about getting ripped off or overcharged, right? Or paying too much for something that they could have gotten somewhere else. Um, they're worried about having whoever it is comes in damage their house. Maybe they got a little leak, but that person winds up breaking their countertop or winds up destroying their sink. They, they're like concerned about that. Uh, but even bigger, what we found the number one pain point that homeowners deal with when, when selecting a plumbing HVAC contractor is having to wait around for the plumber or the HVAC person to arrive. Like that is like a massive, massive fear and implication. And even more than that is the inconvenience of trying to coordinate it. Their worst nightmare is that they call to the office, hey, I got to stay home today because I've got a plumber coming out at 10 a.m. <coughs> Take that time off work, sit home, and then have the plumber not show up. And they have to be embarrassed and tell the boss, hey, I'm sorry, you know, I've got to redo it again. I got to take another day. I got to take another couple hours. So like this issue of being on time and being professional and solving the issue the first time and standing behind your word really, really goes a long way with your messaging as it relates to your ideal customer. Goals and desires, really, they just want the, they want the problem fixed. They want to have it behind them. They want to make sure their house is still clean and well-kept and, and move on with their lives. And really, the, the, the importance of this is that if we can see Joe Jones through Joe Jones' eyes, then we can sell what Joe Jones buys, right? So everything, everything has to do with salesmanship. And the clearer we are about the fears, frustrations, challenges, and goals of our customer, and we can get into their shoes, we can write messaging on our website, in our social profiles, in our online videos that resonate with that ideal customer. Does that make sense to everybody? So I'd love to have you guys spend just a couple minutes to, to craft your message, right? Whether it's in the worksheet or on a separate tab, I'm going to give you like 45 seconds to kind of flush this out. Why should somebody choose to do business with you versus the competition, thinking about your ideal customer, and what are the benefits that you offer to your target customer that will resonate with them, right? And I'm going to do this really awkward pause because what I find is often we, we sit on these sessions and we get our head filled with information and they ask us to do an exercise. It's like, oh yeah, that's a good exercise. I'll do that later. And you know when later happens? Never. Like as we get busy and it's like, okay, I got five calls to deal with. I've got this to, you know, to go take care of. So I'm going to give you a little space right now. Again, I'm going to set it for 60 seconds. And I want you just on a scrap pad or something, answer these questions and then put them, a couple of you at least, put them in the comments box. That way we can have a shared collaboration. Right? You'll get more out of it if you write it and share it than if you sit here and think about it or just write it and don't share it. So set the timer, do your, do your work, and we'll keep going in just a couple seconds. All right, so we've got about 30 seconds left. For those of you that have this dialed in, just put it in the comments box for me, you know, at least one or two. Why should somebody choose you versus the competition? And what are some of the benefits that you offer that really resonate with your, with your customer?
Tim Shields says a two-hour service window. Powerful. Yeah. That's great. Let's see. Melinda says long time in business, locally owned and operated, certified techs. Uh, Brian says long-term area reputation. Okay, good. Good. So, the, you know, thanks for sharing. I'm glad you guys are doing the doing the work. Um, these are some of the things we've worked to it's found to work really well, like really, really well. Um, and you know, to the extent you can get this baked into your messaging on your website above the fold, it has a big impact on your conversion rate. So same-day service or emergency service or 24-hour service um, on time, like that type of stuff works really well. Uh, straightforward pricing, upfront pricing, satisfaction guarantee um, tends to kind of take away the apprehension of not showing up on time. Trustworthy technicians, trusted technicians, experience, background checked, right? All of this is is pretty pretty important stuff. Um, and then you can kind of make the case, right? If you can kind of stake the case for why somebody should choose to do business with you, you know, fast same day service, money saving offers, twenty four hours with no overtime fee, clean cut professional technicians that'll leave your house cleaner than when they found it, uh, great service satisfaction guaranteed so yeah i mean joe makes a good point he makes the comment most companies are offering the same thing that's right so you want to kind of find the overlap between what are your your customers biggest desires and fears what do you do and then the kind of if we had those like two intrinsic circles really the thing that that's going to stand out is what you do that's different that your competition doesn't and that takes time that takes a lot of mental energy so to the extent that you can go one or two steps deeper and get clear on what your unique differentiator is that resonates and matters to your customer that your co- your competition doesn't do, that will really, really make it pop. And uh, Christian says that that's definitely a key point, Joe. Very, very good. So we did this already. You guys kind of shared a little bit of your messaging, so I'm glad we had that. So there's a great example here from, um, from Sarah. She says, we're pet and fr- uh, child-friendly, uh, we give dogs bones. Uh, we bring stuff with us for the kids. I know it doesn't seem much like what the customers love it, especially when they have screaming kids. That's a great example because it's it's unique, something that competition probably doesn't do. be hard to put that in your marketing messaging, like, hey, we're going to bring your dog a bone, but definitely things that make you stand out when you show up to the house. So perfect. Thank you very much for, thank you very much for sharing. All right, so the next thing we want to do is we want to think about our, our, our hub and make sure how well our hub converts. So what do I mean by, by hub? Well, the fact is your website is the hub. It's the place that everybody winds up before they call. Whether, whether they found you from your billboards, from your trucks out in the field, because they searched on Google, because they heard a radio ad, because they did business with you in the past and were trying to figure out who you were again, because a friend referred them, for the most part, they're going to Google search your company, they're going to wind up on your website, and they're going to make a snap decision. Is this a quality company? Do I like and trust them? Are they going to meet my needs? And if you get a website that's not built to convert, that doesn't hit all of the right elements, you're going to be leaking profit, not just from your online advertising, but from all the advertising you do. So let's just spend a little bit of time making sure that our websites are really truly built to convert. And so I'm just going to pull up pull up an example here. One of the clients we work with, um, Lanny's, in um, Fargo, North Dakota. Hold on one sec. I'm trying to get my 
So th- I mean, and 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 I want you guys to be on standby because I'm going to ask a couple of you to let me use your website as a as an example for ideas to, to improve conversion. But if we look at this website as an example of how a website should be built to convert, um, remember we, we got to think about our customer. We got to get into our customer's shoes. Like, what do they want? They want something that's going to show up on time. That's going to be available. They want professionalism. They want an easy an easy process. So if we look at Lanny's, a couple things, available 24-7, never an overtime charge. Phone number in the top right-hand corner, really easy from a desktop to just find that phone number, call it a day. Um, speaking to our customers' biggest concerns, right? Never an overtime charge, legendary lifetime furnace guarantee, free second opinion, picture of the owner. So it's like I, I feel like I can know I can trust this company a little bit. Um, and all the, the ability to submit my contact details and get my problem solved. There's a little chat box right here where if I'm not in the mood to call somebody, I can start a conversation on chat. Like all of these things have a massive impact on conversion. Uh, in a video that interactive that will communicate with the customer, uh, friendly experts, response, uh, fast response time, upfront service, one-stop resources, honest advice, competitive pricing. So really speaking to the customer's fears and concerns, and not talking about the technical jargon. I mean, this guy, this company does a lot of things. They do plumbing, HVAC, electrical, remodels. But really, for the most part, the messaging on the site is speaking to the customer's fears, concerns, and apprehensions. So I just thought it'd be cool to share that as a as a quick example of, um, of a website that's built to convert. And if you look at how conversion can impact the number of leads that you get and the results that you get. Um, when we started working with Lanny's, this was his website over here on the left, right? Um, no personality, no authenticity, no multimedia, very generic text that's hard to read to what I just showed you, right? And so what was the impact of that? Well, they're, they're, they're a pretty well-branded company in, in that Fargo, North Dakota area. Um, they went from 55 calls a month that they were averaging from the website to just rolling out the updated version that was really built to convert, it almost instantly went to 317 calls just because it was easier to get to the number, it was easier to choose them versus the competition, and there was basically no resistance from a conversion perspective. Now, kind of fast forward a little bit, we rolled out um, an internet marketing strategy behind it, right, to get more people to the website, to get better traction. Uh, Fast forward, this is November of 2018, a couple months back, um, 997 leads generated via their website. So that's, you know, ridiculous. I'm not even going to show you the average cost per lead or the amount that they invest in, in our services to do it, but really just the idea that when you get a great website that's built to convert, um, and even like a smaller market like Fargo, North Dakota, 997 leads, 300 from organic, 640 from Google Maps, and 29 from, um, from their web forms. So, there's some very specific things you can do in order to maximize the conversion of your website. I hit some of them. Um, I've got this website conversion cheat sheet that kind of outlines the key things we found to have the biggest impact. So in your workbook, you have access to this document. It just kind of gives you a wireframe that you can pay attention to. Like, do we have this? Do we have that? Do we have this element on the page that will maximize the probability of maximum conversion? But just from a high level, I'm going to ask you guys to hear this part and then make notes on like what are like two or three specific 
from this list that you're going to implement. So the first is, does it speak to the target avatar? So I, I've looked at hundreds of plumbing and HVAC websites at this point, oftentimes for non-clients, just looking at their site, how can we make this better? Why is it not converting? And what I usually find is that the website is very technical, right? It's lots of words, lots of things about geothermal this and, um, you know, all of the coil sensors and all, you know, all kinds of stuff that the customer doesn't care about. And if we can just rework that messaging and make sure it's written for our target customer and what they need to hear can just have a magical conversion element. So, you know, is your website, if you pull it up right now and you kind of read through it, is it speaking to your customer? Is it speaking to your ideal avatar? The second is, does it have authenticity? One, you know, one of the biggest things we've found to have a huge impact on conversion is authenticity. By that, I mean real pictures, picture of the owner, picture of the team, picture of the trucks, like the real authentic stuff. Most plumbing HVAC websites I look at, look at um, you know, they might have pretty pictures, but it's usually like a stock actor uh, or a happy family. And that looks good, but it doesn't resonate. What really resonates is the authenticity. The, the realness of the people. So, you know, does your website have a picture of the owner, a picture of the team? Like, can it, can it give people the sense of no like, and trust before they even have to call? The third is, are you leveraging multimedia and, and really video? It's extremely easy now with our iPhones or Android phones to create high quality video. So having just a video of the owner, hey, welcome to our website. We're a full-service plumbing HVAC contractor serving the greater Fargo, North Dakota area, and this is why people choose to do business with us, right? Just a simple video like that and then telling them, hey, you know, we'd love to serve you. Give us a call at this number. We found it can double or triple the conversion rate on a typical plumbing or HVAC website just to have really simple, quality, authentic video. Now, the other thing that can help from conversion is to have videos on each of the pages. So if you do drain cleaning and if you do water heaters and if you do all of the different you know, varieties of services, have a video on each of those pages talking about it. So as an example, if you do drain cleaning, uh, a video like, hey, welcome. If you're on this page, you're probably having an issue with your drains not, cleaning cor not clearing correctly. It can be really frustrating. Here at XYZ Plumbing, we specialize in quickly resolving your drain issues. You know, here are two or three reasons people choose us, right? We answer the phone live. We're going to show up on time. We provide professional service. So, you know, if you'd like to get that drain issue solved right away, just give us a call. You can call us at, at, at whatever the number is. We look forward to serving you, right? Having multimedia on the homepage and on the service pages of the site can really help uh, with, it has SEO benefits as well, but it can really help with how well your, your website converts. So do you have that? And maybe if not, maybe that's what we need to write down as the key item. We've got to get some videos for the homepage and the service pages. Um, does it showcase your, your reviews and your testimonials? The biggest driver of somebody calling you versus the competition is do you have reviews from real customers um, that are saying how great you are, right? And so you know, do you have someplace on your site where you're showcasing testimonials and showing the source of those testimonials. Um, does it make it easy for them to call action? You know, is there a phone number in the top right-hand corner? Is there a chat box that they can engage with? Um, we found that more and more people have shifted to wanting to have a conversation transpire via text or via message as opposed to pick up the phone and call. And I believe it's headed even more in that direction, 2019, 2020, 2025. People are going to want to take the phone call out of the equation altogether. So, you know, do you have a chat box? There's lots of great chat services. 
Uh, one of the services we use a lot for our clients is home service chats. So you notice that little chat box that comes up at the bottom of the site, um, that, that's powered by home service chats. And they're trained in almost like real dispatchers for a plumbing HVAC company to start a conversation, to answer questions, and to get people scheduled and booked in on the, on the schedule. That's, that's a massive uh, thing that's happened to, to improve conversion rates. So, I mean, there's just a couple key insights, a couple key things you can do. So, I'd love to hear, like, what are some key items that you're going to implement in your plumbing or HVAC business to, to maximize your conversion rate? And in tandem to that, um, I'd love to have, like, one or two of you, if you're willing, to volunteer your website. That way I can pull it up and kind of show you, based on what we just looked at, like, what, what could you do to improve your conversion rate? What are some key low-hanging fruit ideas? And uh, while we pull that up, I'll just pull up another example of a good website. Um, so one of the companies we work with in Salt Lake City, Utah, is Valley Plumbing. And I'll just kind of walk through this. So video header obviously you know does really well to pull the person in. And, and it kind of separates them from most plumbing companies because most don't have high-quality video. Uh, phone number in the top right-hand corner, easy book to call, um, great, you know, why choose us type information, testimonials and social proof, lots of authenticity pictures of the real people, uh, live chat box down here in the corner to create that engagement. Uh, they're Service Titan users, so they're actually giving people the opportunity to book right into their schedule, and a lot of people are actually doing so. So this this process, whether you're House Call Pro or Service Titan, using the booking calendar right into your system, if you're dialed in in that way, um, gives you a nice little competitive advantage. Um, okay, so we've had a couple people put in what they're going to do, and they've also had some people put in their website. So we'll kind of pull a couple of these up. And the reason I do this is because it's one thing to hear it, it's another thing to think about it, and that's a full another thing to see an example, kind of now that you've just learned some of the key elements and see it in the real world. So let's pull up um, Plumco, Kernerville Plumco. Let's pull up Harris, HarrisPlumbing.ca. All right, so this is Harris Plumbing. So a couple things that are good and a couple things that, that need work. So we've got the, the phone number in the top right-hand corner. We've got the logo. We've got what seems to me like a stock actor. This may be a member of your team. I don't know. Um, but it feels like a stock actor. It feels disconnected. He is wearing a Harris Plumbing shirt. Um, I would say a couple things. I would like to see a headline of some sort, like same-day service or something up here above the fold that tells me, you know, why I should choose your company instead of just giving me a web form to submit. Um, like, uh, like up here, ducks with the trucks, providing exceptional service and quality workmanship since, you know, 24-7, right? As opposed to just a picture of a dude. The other thing is when I, when I do use a member of the staff, so this is, maybe it's a member of the staff, like, tell me who it is. Like, this guy is one of our top techs, or this is our, the owner of the company. Um, that, gives me more of a personal sense than just a, a, a picture of, a, of what appears to be an actor. Um, so we kind of, we, the second panel here, we're talking straight about services, water quality, drains. We're missing the key element, which is why somebody should choose to do business with Harris Plumbing versus the competition. So are you going to answer the phone live? Are you going to show up on time? Do you have some type of satisfaction guarantee? 
Um, you know, you want that messaging right here above the fold, ideally. Uh, but if not, you want it to be the first panel as opposed to just talking about this is technical jargon, right? Down here, we've got this team. I think this is powerful, right? This is the authenticity that I'm talking about. So, you know, in the perfect world, I'd like to see whoever the owner is or this team shot above. So up here, why not use that team shot up here instead of hiding it down here? So we talk a little bit about why choose us. You know, I would put that above these, these links any day. Um, some FAQ, testimonials. So there are testimonials. When we use an empty image like this, it feels fake, right? You guys could have just written this yourself. There's something subconscious about having a, if you're going to use a picture, have it be a picture of the person um, and then ideally have the source. So Ryan Jacobs wrote, we recently embarked on a pretty big renovation, blah, blah, blah. Where's he from? And where did he write this? Did he put it on Google? Did he put it on Yahoo? Um, just some, some little things you can do. Um, again, I, it's a good site. It's, I'm not trying to tear it apart, but we're looking at this. How do we maximize conversion? I think I gave you a couple nuggets that, you know, if we can make this a little bit more authentic and we can speak a little bit more to our customer avatar, we can make those reviews a little bit better, um, we, can, we can improve the conversion rate. So hopefully, Patty, hopefully that was helpful. Um, and for the rest of you, hopefully you're kind of getting the idea as I do this and as I kind of go through this um, this process. Let's see. I'm going to pull up one more. Well, I guess we got a lot of people saying uh, that they want to put. Let's pull up. All right, so this is RM Crossin Inc. Um, we've got a picture up at the top. This feels a little bit more authentic to me than the other. We've got a truck up here. We do have a phone number in the top right-hand corner. Um, let's see. If this is one of the members of the team, I'd like to see that, like kind of called out over here. Let's see if I can find an example of that for you. Select a new service. So it's kind of getting straight to the point. Product service. Lots of technical Lots of technical jargon. The one thing I would say is I think this site looks good, but you know, it's not telling me why to choose you, what makes you different. You know, it's not speaking to my psychological trigger, so I think that might be negatively impacting your, your conversion rates. Um, we do have some reviews and testimonials down here. Um, I'd like to see some more like authentic imagery. I, I don't know if this guy's a member of the team or not, but um, like a team shot, you seem like you've got a relatively large operation. Um, I don't know, I just kind of get that feeling. Um, like like to see the team somewhere on the on the homepage. Um, the other thing is no multimedia on either of these examples, which I think um, I think would have helped. All right, cool. So there's been lots of lots of people putting in here what they're going to do. Um, I'm going to make sure to upload the videos to the YouTube channel, optimize the titles and descriptions from an SEO perspective. Um, I'm going to put a chat box, convince my seven-year-old dad to do a, to do a video. It's going to be a hoot. I can see that. Um, does the video head do well on mobile? Yeah, it doesn't hurt. It's, it's still a good idea to have video on mobile. Um, testimonials, how should you, how should you add them? Um, you can, I mean, if you're going to paste them in, you want to use, um, a link to where they came from, or you can use a tool like, like BirdEye or Review Buzz. A lot of them will pull your reviews and give you a widget 
to add it to your site. So Renee says, definitely gonna have more video. Hopefully we can do this in-house. Perfect. All right, so this was this was a great a great conversation around conversion. I think using some examples I ideally help to bridge the gap between the idea and like really what you what you can do. So so good that you guys were willing to to share kind of some of the key things that you're going to implement uh, on your end. So the third thing we want to focus on is is tracking your KPIs. So we're dialing in 2019. So we, we started with our message and then we went to our conversion on our website. The next, before we spend a dollar on pay-per-click, on social media, on SEO, is we need to know where our leads are coming from so we can see, here's how much we spent, here's how many leads we generated, right? And so if you don't have that dialed in, you really shouldn't be spending a lot of money on any type of advertising. So what are the, the key things you want to track? You know, there's really three key things. First is calls. Like you need to know how many calls you generated via the internet. So I showed you a couple examples. They generated 900 calls. Because we put call tracking on their website, on their directories, um, in the places where people are calling from, gives us a really clear ability to see how many calls came in via the internet. Um, we want to have some type of dashboard that would tell us what our average cost per lead generated is. And you know, kind of separated from overall internet marketing, how much did our cost really cost from pay click, how much did our cost cost for local service ads? How much did our cost per lead run us for SEO, right? So that you have a simple dashboard to measure your key performance indicators. So this is a report that, that we like, um, that we, we you know, kind of have developed for our clients and you can kind of try and do something on your own through Excel. But it's really, how much did you spend? How many leads did you generate? If you divide that out, what was your average cost per lead? And then where did those leads come from? So you can really clearly see, you know, 82 came from organic, 271 came from PPC, 25 came from Google Maps, and 23 came from, from web forms, right? This is just an example for a client we work with in, um, in Miami called Falcon Plumbing. And you know, for 7,000, they're averaging $19 per lead. They're able to really monetize that well. And because they have a dashboard like this, they could say, okay, we need an additional 30 calls, right? So let's ratchet up the pay-per-click campaign or let's you know, increase what we're spending on local service ads. So knowing your average cost per lead and your average ticket kind of gives you the ability to easily know when it's, when it's a good idea to increase the budget or, or decrease the budget, right? So what we've done so far, we set our clear targets for 2019. We got clarity around market, message, and media and really how do we speak to our client in, in a way that matches what they're looking for. Um, we, we've made sure that our website is optimized to convert at the highest level possible. And we put some simple KPI tracking in place. And what I wanna do now is help you build your plan and make sure that um, you've got a really clear plan for, for 2019 and the different strategies you can, you can tap into. And so this is what we call our online dominance method. And we've tried to intentionally layer it in order of, um, of sequence, like what you should do first and what's gonna generate the best results out of the gates. So uh, first we, we feel like SEO, having a good strong foundation is still a very critical play in 2019. So you always wanna make sure you've got a good website that's optimized for conversion and optimized to show up in the non-paid listings for all the different services that you provide in all the little cities and subtowns that you operate in. And so that includes, you know, 
having some type of strategy to build the authority for your website. It includes having something to tighten up your citations and the web references of your company across the internet, putting out relevant content via blogging on a consistent basis, and then having some type of process to get new reviews from real customers in your true service area on a consistent basis. Like, I feel like there's no point spending a ton of money in other areas if you don't have that really well fleshed out and really honed in. From there, we move to paid search. So once we've got a great website that's built to convert, that's showing up where our customers are looking, um, the other thing we can do to kind of drive even better results and more volume is paid search, specifically Google Ads. So whether that's um, Google AdWords, whether it's pay-per-call, um, whether that's even like a little bit of Bing search, making sure that you're showing up in the paid listings, especially for people searching for mobile phones, gives you the opportunity to show up organically and in the paid results, which works together really well. So for most of you, you know, based on where you're trying to go and where you're at, most of you should be doing some form of SEO and pay-per-click to, to really own your local area and to maximize the amount of leads that you get and to give yourself a little bit of control in terms of maximizing your, your, your lead flow. The next thing is retargeting, which is basically just strategically placed banner ads that are served to people that have been to your website. What we find is, depending upon how well your website's converting, something like 80 to 85% of the people that get to your website leave without calling. So we know that they were in your service area, we know that they were looking for a plumbing or HVAC contractor, um, but they didn't take action, so we weren't able to serve them. With, with retargeting, we can go back to everybody that got to the site and start to show up in their Facebook feed and start to show up you know, on, on the websites where they're surfing, you know, still looking for a quality plumber, thinking about changing your air conditioner, you know, and bring them back to our site. We know that we're twice as likely to get the lead when we bring them back. And the cost of retargeting is not that expensive. So I really feel like that's the, the three-step process when you've you know, kind of got things firing in all cylinders. That, that works really well. Pull traffic via organic and paid search. Make sure we're retargeting them after they get to the website for at least you know, 21 to 30 days to bring them back so that we're really putting our arms around every opportunity that comes in and maximizing the potential for, for revenue. Um, from there, again, we wanna dominate and show up in all of the places that our clients or customers are looking. Um, you know, they're looking on Yelp, they're looking on Angie's List, they're looking on Porch. They're looking on all of these different online paid directories. And I recommend that you should be looking to, to be not just free listing in a lot of these, but with the paid listing. And obviously track the return. So if you're gonna run Yelp ads, it works great in California. It doesn't work in other parts of the country. Just make sure you know, here's how much we're spending. Here's how many calls we're generating. This is our average cost per lead from this paid directory and quantify your ROI. What I feel like is if you can at least break even in some of these paid online directories, it, it more than pays for itself in terms of the benefit you get from the exposure from your SEO, from you know the increased authority, and of course the repeat and referral business that you get from it. So you should all be looking at some of these paid online directories. Um, you want to be tapping into email and social media, to me mostly for repeat and referral business. right? So we get a customer to raise their hand or to hire our service or to call in and request information. We wanna immediately capture their email address so that we can send them an email newsletter on a monthly basis to remain top of mind. 
And then we also want to try and get them to like us on Facebook and to subscribe to us on Twitter or to follow us on Twitter so that if we're putting out content on a consistent basis, we can remain top of mind. We want to be omnipresent with these people so that they remember us and they do business with us again and again. They refer us to their friends. Number six on our, on our little circle here is, is paid lead services. And I'm not a big fan of like eLocal Plumber and Home Advisor. Um, and I usually kind of treat this as a look, if you don't have any leads coming in or you don't have enough to keep up with you know, your trucks running, buy some leads from Home Advisor and be aggressive with how you follow up with them just to kind of increase your volume when things are down and then make sure you ratchet it back when you're over capacity. But there is one paper lead service that you need to be paying attention to, and that's local service ads from Google. Um, that you pay per lead, it's a higher quality lead. I'm going to be talking about a little bit here in a sec, but um, you know you definitely don't want to sleep on that. And then the other two elements, number seven and number eight, number seven is social media advertising. So that's strategically targeting homeowners that meet your demographic details in your service area and strategically serving ads to them. Um, I don't believe that's for everybody. I think if you're a heavy brand advertiser, you're doing radio ads, you're doing TV ads, your cost per impression could be a lot less through social media advertising. So, you know, it's just a, a way to really dominate the eyeballs of your of your local service area. So, you know, if you're if you're already doing heavy brand advertising, you should be doing if not, and you don't already have your pay-per-click fully maxed out and your SEO fully maxed out, and I would say right now you're better served to invest your dollars there. Um, and then and then number eight is really just making sure you're following up with the customer after the service call. Find a lot of plumbing HVAC contractors, they'll spend all this money to generate a lead. Uh, and then they'll get the client and they'll go out and serve them, but they won't follow up. No thank you card in the mail, no follow-up emails, um, no referral program. And that's like leaving a massive, a massive opportunity on the table. So make sure that you've got some kind of aggressive follow-up and follow-through in place. And I find the contractors that have a holistic approach to this, and they're doing at least like five or six of these eight items, just have exponential growth, right? And I interview people for on our on our podcast all the time. Um, you know, how did they grow? How did they get to the next level? How did they go from a million to five million? I've had I kind of had these conversations, and it's the ones that are doing a lot of these things, right? They've got all of these different channels dialed in, and and they're just able to control their lead flow, and they're able to really go out and make things happen. So some of the key trends, I promise I would talk about the key things you need to focus on here in 2019 as you start to flesh out your plan and get clear on what you're gonna do. Um, a couple things, Google local service ads are huge. They've started to roll out all across the country. You need to know what local service ads are. You need to get your background checks done. You need to get on the early waiting list in the areas that it's not, and you need to get in the game if it's already active in your in your market. And I'll talk a little bit about that, but um, make sure you're not sleeping on this. Um, and then the other thing is the shift from the phone conversation to the to the message conversation, right? If you just think about it for one second, um, when somebody calls your phone, do you answer it? Or would you kind of like let it go to voicemail and hope that they text message you? I know, I know for me personally, um, I let it go to voicemail. I want to start a text message. If there's some way that that conversation could be handled via text message, it's a lot more, it's a lot more efficient. So just make sure that you've got, um, you've got, you've got a thought process around that, and give people the option to message where possible. So you know there are chatbots coming out, and we're working on some things with chatbots that we can incorporate into websites to automate conversations and to move 
um, you know, a chat message to a real phone call to a scheduled appointment. Uh, but if nothing else, you at least make sure that you've got chat going on on your service on your website so that people can engage in the way that they prefer. I think more than ever, as we look at 2019, we have to have an all-in perspective. You know, it was years past where we could just say, hey, I'm going to focus on SEO, right? I'm just going to create a great website that ranks organically, and that's going to be enough, right? Or I'm just going to be the paid search guy. I'm going to show up in all the paid ads. I'm going to bid aggressively, and I'm going to get enough leads from that. Well, the fact is, today, you have to have an all-in perspective. You need to be doing some SEO. You need to be doing pay-per-click. You need to be playing in local service ads. You need to be you know, showing up on social media where your customers are looking. Otherwise, you're going to be leaving opportunity on the table. So just make sure that you're thinking broad and you're tapping into more than one channel to really maximize your, your effectiveness. So I just want to do a quick highlight. I've got a whole hour-long session on just local service ads. But just for the sake of brevity, you know, local service ads are what's showing up at the very top with three listings. Uh, usually what you're seeing is this little... Um, local service ads um, guaranteed. Um, if it's not in your area yet, you need to realize that it's there um, and you need to get yourself added added to the list. Um, I was going to show you, Google's really aggressively rolling it out. It was just in like three markets last year and now it's, it's basically all over the United States in most of the major markets starting to roll out in Canada and um, you know, you want to you want to look and Google your your city plumber, your city HVAC, and see if local ser- service ads are coming up. Uh, if they are, you need to get in in on this right away. Um, if if they're if they're not there yet, you want to get added to the um, to the early waiting list. So feedback from the people that are using this, and um, Lisa just asked a great question. That I'm going to answer here in a second. Um, Right now, the cost per lead via local service ads is less than you can get through pay-per-click. And usually we're seeing an average of, let's just call it 40 to $50 a lead through a good pay-per-click campaign that converts well. Um, you can get local service ads from like 30 to $35 per lead. So very affordable. Uh, the leads are, are tending to be higher quality than that of Home Advisor because they're coming from Google. They were searching Google. They weren't like searching Google and then went to Home Advisor and then asked for three bids. Like these are people that are coming to you directly through Google just in a little bit different a different way. Um, you're still going to get some price shoppers, so you have to make sure that you're following up quickly. Uh, but for the most part, um, solid ROI from the clients that we have that we've been able to get onto local service ads. So in order to get on there, you need to go to, I'm going to try and you need to go to google.com slash local service ad slash sign up. That's where you can enter your company name and some details about yourself. And that will add you to Google's list. Um, once they start in your area, they're going to do some background checks through Pinkerton. That's the most time consuming process. So make sure that you, um, you know, that you do the background checks quick and you give this a lot of attention to detail. Um, like pay attention to it. Make sure that those, those background checks are done and they're done correctly. Thank you, Christian. And then, um, Put some tracking in place to gauge, right? It's like anything else. You want to make sure you know how much you're spending, how many leads are coming in, how much revenue is generated. As long as it's positive ROI, I would go all in, right? As soon as that ROI equation starts to, to falter, um, then, then you're going to have to look at something else. And then be sure that you're leveraging the platform to close your job. So 
If you're already on local service ads, you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, this is going to sound foreign. But they give you an app that you that you book your jobs through. Like some, somebody calls, that shows up on a little dashboard that Google provides you. You want to make sure that you rate, I closed that job or I didn't close that job. Because that's how Google, I believe, is going to determine who's being responsive, uh, who's actually making money from the platform. And all other things being equal, you know, Google's looking at the reviews, they're looking at the reputation of the company, and I think they're going to look at how many people are rating and closing jobs within the platform. And then, of course, just play play the game as long as it makes sense. So I've got a great guide on this. It's uh, plumbrestio.net slash local services. Kind of gives you everything you need to know, walks you through how to get set up, talks about the ranking factors. Um, Lisa was asking, do they change the companies that are in the top three? And the answer is yes. Uh, right now, they, they rotate it a little bit, but it's it's really the companies that have the best reviews, the, the, the companies that have you know the most closed jobs through the platform um, are going to be the ones that, that rank in the top three pack. So you want to pay close attention to that and make sure that you're you're leveraging it to your to your advantage. So so what's your plan for 2019? You know, I've got a worksheet there that walks you through like what are you gonna do? You need to focus on the website, do you need to focus on the SEO piece, do you need to focus on paid search? Um, what are the things that you need to put in place? And I'll just share a couple quick case studies to, to wrap us up, and then we're gonna we're gonna kind of go through the go through the worksheet together. But um, a couple case studies. So Shamrock Plumbing, you know, full service plumbing contractor in Orlando, Florida, um, generated 319 calls back in back in April. If you follow us, you know that this is a case study I, I talk about a lot. Uh, but when we started with Mark, he was a one-man operation. He just didn't rank anywhere. We rolled out what we're talking about here today, right? Making sure he's got a great website that's built to convert, that's optimized, and started doing some, some paid search. You can see you know, dominant page one placement for, for most of the plumbing, drain cleaning, uh, repiping related keywords. Uh, back in the day, you know, when we were first showing this case study, he went from 20 calls a month to 319 calls, which was a, a big jump. You know, something we were pretty excited about. But if we fast forward today, right, we're like still just as the, the end of 2018, um, he's actually doing 300 and 490 calls. So, you know, this, this momentum has continued to carry over for him. Um, he invests about $3,000 a month with us, um, 215 from organic, 59 from pay-per-click, 166 from Google Maps, 50 web forms, average of $6.32 per lead. And uh, really what it's meant for Mark, he's able to go from that one-man operation to the point where he's now got a, got a full team and his business is growing month after month. And again, it's just a function of getting a great online marketing strategy, really just doing the things that I've shared with you guys throughout the course of, of today's session. The other example I'll share is uh, Meridian Advantage. They're a company based in East Lansing, Michigan, and uh, generated 533 leads uh, back in back in May. So they're based in East Lansing, full service plumbing, HVAC, remodeling, electrical, um, great website built to convert, ranking for the most important keywords, pretty aggressive with their paid search, um, averaging just $11.12 per lead. So that's a $5,926 investment in online advertising, generate 533 leads, average of $11.12, um, 77 from organic, 153 via PPC, 165 via Google Maps, and 38. So well, I guess what I'm trying to illustrate with these examples is you want to have comprehensive, right? If all they did was SEO, 
it would only be 177 leads. If all they did was pay-per-click, it'd only be 153 leads. But when you've got a comprehensive strategy and a website that's really built to convert, you can generate enough volume to, to have pretty aggressive, pretty aggressive approach. So, you know, in their case, it's a website that's built to convert. It's proactive SEO, building authority, building links, making sure they rank for the most important keywords. Focus on online reviews, getting reviews from their customers on a daily basis, being out in front of it, sharing those reviews on their website, um, being strategic with their pay-per-click campaign, targeting the, the right services in their service area, being active in social media, sending emails to their customer base on a monthly basis, and then, of course, tracking, right? Knowing exactly how much they spent, how many leads they generated, and what their return on investment is. So the last page of your workbook is this custom plan, right? We've already gone about an hour and a half now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this for you as homework, right? Go in there and fill this sheet out. And as you do it, you're gonna circle things. So you know what, we do need to work on the website. We should be focused a little more on paid search. Um, we should be tapping into local services. I want you to circle the key things that you're going to implement. This is your custom plan. So that being said, I just want to hear from a couple of you real quick. What are like two or three things that you'll commit to implement? The last thing I want to hear is, you know, you kind of sat through the session and you get filled with information, but you're not going to implement anything. In comments, let me know, like, what are two or three things that you're going to implement in 2019? I want to hear from you in the comments. It's always this awkward pause between when I ask and when people start to, to type. So that says finishing changes on the website. Lisa says to build a website to convert. Um, Yvette says more online presence. George says have someone help us with our SEO. We'd love to talk with you about that. Um, William says Google local service ads. Jeannie says update the website, build an online presence, follow up after a service call. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Good, good, good. Thank you guys for engaging with me on this. Um, so what, you know, here's what we covered. We, we set clear targets for 2019. We looked at the three key fundamentals that kind of instruct our entire messaging. We looked at how to make sure the website was built to convert at the highest level possible. We looked at the big picture of your online marketing um, to really maximize the lead flow. We looked at some of the key trends that you need to be focused on in 2019. And then we, we developed your custom action plan, which you might need to go back and even spend a little bit more time on to get the full benefit of that, of that checklist. So if you'd like some help with this and you know, you'd like to potentially talk with us about helping you implement this, that's what we do. So hopefully you've got a great plan. Hopefully some of you, you know, go back and execute that on your own. But if you're, if you're the kind that's like, Hey, you know what? I need someone that can help me do this stuff. You know, get the videos dialed in, get the SEO going, make sure our pay-per-click campaigns are actually working correctly. Make sure that we can track and have a, a mechanism to scale our lead flow. Um, if you'd like some help with that, I've got Christian on here with me. I've got Kirsten on with me. If you post into the comments box, let's talk. Um, that's just you kind of saying, hey, you know what? I'd be interested. No hard sale. No, you know, like no, no pressure. But if you're interested in having a conversation, what we'll do is we'll look at your website. We'll look at your online marketing presence. We'll look at kind of what you're doing from a pay-per-click marketing perspective. And we'll give you an honest evaluation. We'll say, hey, either it's great or, hey, here's like two or three things you can focus on. And, 
and we'll talk a little bit about how we can help, right? So, you know, if we find that you're not ranking, we'll talk about SEO and how we can get the website ranked better. If we find that you're running paid search, but it's really not well honed in, we'll talk about that piece. But, you know, we'll look at it, we'll give you our honest opinion, and then we'll talk about how we can work together to help you get similar results. Kind of like what we're seeing with, with Shamrock and Schuler Services and uh, Meridian Advantage and Valley Plumbing and some of the other examples that I shared with you guys today. Awesome. Lots of Let's Talks coming in. That's that's great. I'm excited about connecting with you guys. Um, so you can do a couple other things. You can call us, or I think Christian just put the link. If you want to just pick a time on the schedule, you can go to plumberseo.net slash schedule, um, and you can just pick a time. You can see there's a lot of people that want to chat, so that's great. Um, so if you just want to lock in a time on the schedule, put it there, and... Um, Perfect. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate the the let's chats. That makes me feel excited. You know, I look forward to talking with you guys and you know seeing how we can help implement some of this for you. So for those of you that stuck around, we cover a lot of ground today. Um, I promised that I'd get you a list of the commonly searched keywords, the online dominance blueprint image, as well as our online marketing checklist. In order to download that stuff, um, all you have to do is go to plumberseo.net/reward. Um, and then you'll get you'll get to a place where you can download all these materials um, and or go to plumberseo.net slash schedule. George says he tried to fill it out and it didn't work. Uh, George, we'll reach out to you on that. Last I checked, that site was working. We get, we get people that fill it in all the time. Um, Christian, if you could test that page just to make sure it's working correctly. So that's, that's it. Thank you guys so much for your time. I'm excited to have gone through this process with you. Um, if you have questions, I'm glad to hang out. Um, you know, Post your questions in the comments box. I'll be glad to stick around for a couple more minutes and answer those. Um, that, that web form should be working if you go to plumberseo.net slash schedule. So. Five of five, okay. It might be a caching issue on your end, George. We'll, we'll get with you and get that squared away. Yvette says it works for her. Okay. Sorry about that, George. We'll, we'll figure it out. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me on today's session. Let's make 2019 a, a smash success. Um, be sure that you're in the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Mastermind Group. It's a group just filled with plumbing HVAC contractors like you looking to grow, looking to expand, looking to maximize their, their growth. And it's not just limited to internet marketing. You know, we've got a lot of people in there, a lot of experts. So be sure that you're in that group if you're not already. Um, and we'll be doing webinars like this all throughout the year. I've committed to do 12 webinars this year. This one was about the 2019 internet marketing plan. Um, we're going to be talking about each of these topics in depth, right? We're going to be talking about how to set up the website for conversion again. We're going to be talking about how to get ranked on Google. We're going to be talking about how to tap into local service ads and really deep diving on each of these. So, you know, pay attention to your emails, get into that Facebook group, and let's make sure that we, we help each other, you know, maximize our results. Kirsten, can you post the link to the group again in there for Mike? Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for your interactivity. Thanks for engaging with me again on today's session. Um, have an amazing afternoon, and, uh, and we'll talk to you later.